0: Hi, this is Savannah.
1: And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show.
0: And you're listening to Star
1: Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a
2: world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors.
3: For Below Average Star
2: Wars Hello there and welcome to the Star Wars show The best place for Below Average Star Wars I am the Geordie Jedi Pete and I'm Jason Hondo Ling,
0: and I'm Kat Alka.
2: We are back to talk all things Star Wars. Um, the biggest thing that's happened recently is, of course, the release of the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Um, one of the things I love is, at the moment, we sort of get to October, November, and then we get sort of trailers for the upcoming sort of December releases uh, coming to Disney Plus. So I feel that sometimes you go through quiet periods, but whenever you get towards the end of the year, you start getting like trailers to review more news drops more merch shops ready for christmas um so it really picks up for us here but yeah so first topic is going to be the Book of bubba Fett trailer um we'll start off with you kat um how did you feel when this trailer dropped um and sort of what were your first initial feelings about the trailer itself
0: it was actually quite funny because the trailer dropped as a complete surprise and i was in college so I was in a seminar, my phone was on mute. I didn't know what was happening. And then I come out and I obviously flick open my phone. And I see this dozens of messages and I'm like, what's going on? And then I go online and I see this trailer <laughs> is dropped. So obviously I go and watch that straight away. And oh my goodness, hats off to the editors of that trailer because it is incredible. What I loved is how suspenseful it is without giving away any of the major plot details. All you can really tell is that Boba Fett being big, bad and awesome and he's trying to bring like the crime syndicates together. That's all you can tell and it was just so dynamic and the music accompanying it, that sort of metallic music that gets more and more suspenseful and dramatic, it was one of my favourite, I think, Star Wars trailers.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things I loved about it was that it sort of it didn't tell us much about the story. Um it didn't show us much about what's going to be happening, but it did give us a great feel um of what's going on. And it also gave us a point that you know, this is going to be a different Boba Fett. Um I think the opening line is Boba Fett saying he's not a bounty hunter. And like someone saying, that's not what I've heard. And it's a case of like, you know, Boba Fett was a bounty hunter, but since he since he came out of Starlock, has he been a bounty hunter? I don't think he has. Um, and as we saw in the Mandalorian, he was very much a man of his word. Like he, he you know, he promised he would get save the child in return for his armor, um, and then he held up that end of the bargain um, instead of sort of trying to cash in the child himself or cashing on the Mandalorian himself, um, which was which was really cool. Um, Jason, what was your game? Where were you? And what and how were you feeling when the trailer dropped? And also, well, what were your first thoughts on the trailer?
3: Well, I um, I I did similar to Cat. Just looked on and saw load, load, and load of comments coming through about this trailer. So I quickly jumped on. Um, and I did. Uh, we were quite good. Um, we got the Jedi News WhatsApp group, and we we were quite refrained i think mark was the first one to ask has anyone seen it um but it was cat's reaction that did make me laugh because we were all there so excited and she was like i really don't know what's going on um so yeah that's that's something that made it quite amusing for me i loved every little bit of it um Fett is a fan favorite character, I think, for everyone. Um, And the way they brought him into the Mandalorian, I'm just looking forward to see what they do with this. Um, Obviously, like there was the scenes where they were sat round the table um, in Jabba's palace, um, you know, almost like a mob meeting with him at the head of the table. Um, And also, obviously, there was some familiar. Um, alien species so you had like the Gamorrean guards and then um, there was a few Twi'leks in there and um, that was something that was exciting for me because there was um, a very famous actress revealed to be in the new Boba Fett series, Jennifer Bills Um, and I'm really looking forward because I can't imagine that they've got an actress like her without her character playing quite an important role. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wonder if, you know, I think Boba Fett has a line in the trailer where he says, you know, he wants to rule by respect, not by fear. So I wouldn't know if that's going to mean an olive branch out to the Twi'leks. You know, you're not going to be slaves. We're not going to use you for entertainment. Um, you're not going to be dancers. Um, you know, we're going to respect you. Um, the same with sort of everyone else. Um, so if you are bringing sort of hypervactus into be a twilight is it going to be sort of the twilight's being like well no like we've seen what it's like in the past like we're used as sort of um for lack of a better term sort of the the sex trade in star wars um i mean it's not quite that but you know it's sort of it's sort of adult entertainment within star wars and, and and slavery and trafficking really so it's quite quite gritty and um horrible stuff but of course this is the underworld it is horrible um so, yeah, I think bringing a high profile actress for that type of role, I think we are going to see some sort of some things get dealt with um, to do with that, which I think would be really cool. Um, I think, you know, I think that he said, Jason, was about the, the meeting in Jabba's Palace, um, where it was like sort of Boba and, uh, you know, we had the Gamorrean gods. I think there was some Trandoshans there as well. Yeah. Um, he were sort of questioning sort of what the future holds uh, now Jabba's got and now Boba's got control. Um, and to me, that scene reminded me of um, Batman nineteen eighty nine when, when the Joker has just taken over the crime syndicate, he's killed Grisham <laughs> and yeah. um, sort of meets with the mob bosses. Then one of the monster, one of the monsters says, "I'm going to leave," and he's like, "Oh, no hard feelings." But then he ends up like burning to death with that shocker in his hand. Um, obviously, Pope is not going to do that. He wants to rule respect. But the scene, the tone, it reminded me of that scene from Batman nineteen eighty nine. Um, I think, with, you know, I think Jabba and Jabba being gone. It's going to be a big part of the story. I think, you know, I think the start of the trailer is establishing shots of Jabba's Palace. Um, You know, and we see quite a few shots of Jabba's Palace itself in the trailer. Um, You know, that power vacuum of when he's gone. Um, Obviously, Bib Fortuna had it for a little bit. Um, Was he a good leader? Was he not? I think we'll find that out when people are talking about it. And obviously now Boba's in control. He's obviously got um, grand designs on what he wants to do going forward. Um, So, yeah, a lot of that... um, What were sort of some of your favourite scenes um, in the trailer cut?
0: Oh my gosh. I think every scene where Fennec and Boba Fett share a look, I just love their chemistry. You can see that Fennec is in on Boba Fett's plans. She clearly knows what he's doing. And the eye rolls, the are they serious kind of looks. And I just love sort of, the chemistry between those two characters. And it'll be interesting to see if they've had a bounty hunting history because we know from the the Bad Batch that Fennec Shand has a long line of bounty hunting experience. So she must have come across Boba Fett in the past. And I think that sort of is giving the two of them this camaraderie, especially considering that Fett saved her in The Mandalorian. And I just really really enjoyed that um, that partnership that you could see in the trailer.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I think, yeah, definitely, obviously, the timeline of the bar Batch has set up Fennec Shand to have been an active bounty hunter during the same years as Boba Fett. Um, so have they met before? Have they gotten each other's way? Have they worked together on bounties before? We're going to find that out, I think. And also, I think a big thing for me is, you know, having watched the Bad Batch, we know that Fennec has encountered clones before. So I wonder, obviously, you know, Boba is a clone. Um, so I wouldn't in voice and in looks. So I wonder whether we're going to get a bit about sort of Boba trying to, you know, sort of prove his identity, you know, like, look, I'm not a clone. Like I am me. I have my own identity. Um, I'm Boba Fett. I am me. I'm one of a kind. I'm a real person. Um, yes you may have seen these clones before but but i'm not i'm not one of them and are we going to see a bit of sort of boba dealing with that identity crisis that other people might sort of put him under you know we saw in mandalorian season two the insults that um Bogatan was sort of putting towards him about being a clone you know the digs about a donor the digs about a voice and face i've just seen a thousand times before um you know, and other people have seen these things a thousand and heard it a thousand times before. So are we going to see people doing that? And you know, Boba's probably going to have to keep his cool now. If he wants to rule by respect and not with fear, if people are saying them type of things to him, he's going to have to keep his cool. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how Fennec helps him through that. Um, and yeah, obviously trailer, I think you bang on cat. Fennec seems right by Boba Fett's side, you know, Fett did save him in the Mandalorian. Um, but there's one thing about these bounty hunters in the world: is that, you know, can they can they turn? And I wonder if she'll be tempted by some of that reason to turn on him. Maybe they might tease it throughout. Who knows? Um, I mean, I hope not, because I, I really do think they're like a great, a great power couple together um, to sort of really stamp their authority on Tatooine and then maybe the rest of the underworld as well. Um, That's a really any interesting point because... On the trailer, Jason. Up. Uh... Yeah, what were
3: you going to say, Kat?
0: I was going to say, Boba Fett has actually tried bringing people together before. Do you remember? Was it the Clone Wars? Is it season five? He brings a group of bounty hunters together. This was when he was really young. And he tries to bring this group of bounty hunters together, including a yeah. Sarge Ventress. Yeah. And yeah. that didn't work. So it'd be interesting to see if he takes the lessons from that and now applies it to this sort of consolidating of power within the crime syndicates.
2: Yeah, I think I think de- I think he seems like a very calculated man, and I think I think he knows he survived near. Like I think he knows he should be dead.
3: Yeah, this that that um, I definitely get that. This is um, this is sort of Boba Fett's rebirth, which I think is why he's going for. You know, he, he's grateful that he's got this second chance and he's going to make the most of it, um, which is why he wanted to sort of claim Jabba's palace, I think. Um, and, you know, like he's saying, um, it does make me wonder if he's going to go down in a route similar to like Maul did, which we obviously haven't seen, of, um, you know, like he established uh, da, 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 Crimson Dawn is Boba Fett going to be trying to build that sort of thing or is he going to go for something slightly different? Um, you know, there's we know that the First Order are building in the background. Is this going to come into play at all? Um, obviously, the the resistance is forming against the First Order as well. There's so much stuff going on in the background, but I think Boba Fett's going to be trying to organise Tatooine itself, um, which is really exciting sort of stuff. Um, It'll be interesting to see because there's been loads of rumours about um, all the different um, bounty hunters that we've seen, so like Bosk, Dengar. Are any of those going to make appearances in this series? I've got a feeling they might do, but time will tell.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see these bounty hunters who have worked with and worked against Boba Fett, you know, sort of Boba Fett's peers, and now Boba Fett's going to be sort of saying, I'm the boss, and how do they react to that? You know, they're like, no, Boba, you're one of us. You always have been, like, you're not the boss. And do they get in line or do they sort of resist it? Could be a lot of different sort of power players in this in this show. I think it's gonna be very um almost like a soprano was set in space, set in Star Wars, maybe.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. That's that's definitely I think it's gonna be a different feel than what we're used to.
2: Definitely. And sort of out of the trailer, are you hoping we get a Jabba's Hut play set for action figures? <laughs> I have
3: a feeling that we're going to see a lot of stuff coming from this show um, and lots of fun stuff. I'll certainly be looking to see what Lego comes out of it.
2: Definitely. But no, I think um, I've got no other thoughts on the trailer other than that. I love the fact, as we've said, it was sort of, it teased us a lot, didn't really show us much and it had a really sort of definitive tone that it's going to give us. Um, and obviously you know, it's not long now till December 29th. So, you know, I'm very, very excited. Um, do you think we'll get another clip at Disney Plus Day next week on the 12th of November? Um, I'm not sure. That was
3: something that I was a little bit wondering, um, you know, sort of wondering why they released this a week before Disney Plus, because obviously... Or maybe they wanted to release it so it didn't get lost in all the other stuff that's due to come out on that day. Um, There's rumours that we're going to get stuff for Obi-Wan, stuff for Andor. Um, Obviously, there's the Boba Fett documentary that's going to be released on that day. So I think that's probably what they've done. They've released this slightly early so that the fans could digest it before they see that special. Maybe we'll see a few behind-the-scenes clips in that.
2: Hopefully, hopefully. Kat, what's your hopes for Boba Fett and Disney Plus there?
0: I'm trying to remember. I think The Mandalorian did have two trailers. So I'm thinking that we may get another trailer with very similar scenes in it, but perhaps cut differently. Or we may get perhaps a clip, something very short. But I think they're going to be keeping this under wraps as much as possible. Very much like the Mandalorian. Star Wars fans, we're curious, we love to know things. But keeping it under wraps does make much more of an impact when it finally airs. So I think they're going to probably limit how much material is going to be available in trailers. Which is not necessarily a bad thing
2: no definitely i think i'd rather i don't mind them showing us stuff but i don't want to know the storyline going in otherwise sort of the surprises not there when you do go along for the journey go along for the ride um yes yeah, so that, that pretty much sums up um a book effect trailer um obviously something else that happened sort of in the past couple of weeks since we last recorded um there was obviously rumors flying around that um Hayden Christensen was gonna reprise his role as Anakin slash Starfader, not just for the Kenobi series, which we know he is doing, but also for the Ahsoka series. Um and then Rosario Dawson posted on social media, um essentially saying Sky Guy they know. Um and then obviously deleted it later on. Um obviously we know that Rosario Dawson sort of leaked the fact that she was Ahsoka, and that Ahsoka was gonna be in the Mandalorian the first time around, so it doesn't surprise me this is happening again. Um, for me, I do believe it. I believe that he is going to be in Ahsoka. Um, I don't think she would lie like that and then delete it. I think she knew exactly what she was doing. Um, so, so, first of all, we'll, we'll go to you, Kat, first. Sort of, What's your thoughts on sort of how this was handled by Rosario Dawson? Um, and then also, how do you feel about getting Anakin, Barfada in the Ahsoka series?
0: I f- I think a lot of it comes down to, to the exci the excitement of the actors. I think a lot of people when they work on Star Wars they're so excited about it and they they want to to share that excitement which I think then ends up in these little posts and teasers that ultimately get taken down but the fans the fans get this kind of information. I think it's fun. I don't mind being being spoiled a little because casting announcements are almost always made prior to release of shows so i don't mind i mean if ahsoka and anakin have a moment where he's a forced ghost and she's talking to him i mean i think i will literally break down sobbing because their relationship that you see grow throughout the clone wars and then you see it torn apart in rebels oh my gosh their their arc together their journey together and then apart is just one of my favorite parts of star wars ahsoka is one of my personal favorite characters and seeing her again with anakin will be very special and you know what what will what would he say to her i'm sorry for betraying you you know would she apologize for leaving the order and not helping him there's just so much history there between them it would it would be mind-blowing
2: you've got to remember the last time they met that we've seen anakin told her you will die
0: yeah that was you know talk about one talk about a way to to rip out poor ahsoka's heart and it would be wonderful if the two of them could have this healing just like a mutual sort of forgiveness of each other's you know, turning the back on each other and and have that sort of healing moment where they can move on.
2: Jason, what were your thoughts on, on the uh, on the rumours and how Zario reacted to them, and obviously what are your expectations for Anakin being in the Ahsoka series? Um, I, <laughs> I think
3: it's going to be very different to what Kat sort of expected. I personally think it's going to be flashbacks and it's going to be reflections of Ahsoka's relationship with Anakin. Um, And I I have a feeling that's what it's going to be with the Obi-Wan series as well. I think it's going to be more about those characters reflecting on their relationship with Anakin rather than a new relationship, because... uh, Especially with the Obi-Wan series, if you bring Anakin or Darth Vader into that series where obi wan um, been hiding Luke for so long, it sort of muddies the waters, which I know they're not afraid to do at times. Um, But I'm wondering if because they've had such backlash in the past, are they going to be mindful of that? So I, I think I I personally think Hayden Christian's role in all of these series is gonna be flashbacks more than anything. Um but it'll be interesting to see either way we're still seeing new relationships for these characters. Um, and as Kat rightly said, you know, the relationship Anakin and Ahsoka had was a very beautiful sort of relationship that then got shattered by the events that happened, you know, let's face it, Anakin all the way through those Clone Wars episodes was the one person that was always believed in Ahsoka. Um, So that, that bond, I think would be hard to break.
2: Definitely. I, I think we might get a mix. I think we might get a mix of flashbacks. And then I think at the end, we might see Force Force Anakin come and sort of have that closure moment with Ahsoka, which I think will be absolutely beautiful. I think Kat's spot on, you know, when, you know, that's Rebels season two finale. Um, when um, when sort of Ahsoka faces Vader and the mask gets cut and the Atlanta voice comes back into it, and you know, it's, then you will die. Um, Not only did it break Ahsoka's heart, but it broke all of our hearts watching it. it purely as tragedy um you know as as my favorite star wars podcast sky talk as i say star wars is tragedy um and in that moment it was its most tragic um so to get that little bit of closure and i think it would really pull on the heartstrings in an opposite way of sort of making us all yes would cry but i think would be also happy tears when we see anakin and ahsoka have that moment um towards the end of the season hopefully um but like i said i'm Sort of I want it all, I'm being quite greedy. I want flashbacks of Anakin in the Clone Wars and then I also want July Ghost Anakin speaking to soga.
3: Either way, it's gonna be pretty amazing.
2: Definitely, yeah. I think it makes sense. You know, if you're bringing Hayden back and he's gonna be in Kenobi, and like I so said, we we don't know we don't know what he's done for Kenobi. Um I don't know if you guys have heard about what he's doing. Is he a ghost? Is he being Darth Vader? Is he doing both? Has he been flashbacks? Is he doing all three? Um, we, we don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard anything different on that.
3: No, it's, it's one of those things. I think they're going to keep it really secret. You know, the fact that it was always going to come out that he was involved somehow. Um, but it just feeds the intrigue in, okay, how is this going to build into the story um, and I think that's part of the reason that, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if someone at Lucasfilm was behind the Rosario Dawson leak. Um, it's it's just, you know, I know she made, I know she accidentally leaked that she was going to be in Star Wars in the first place. Um, so I think to do it a second time, it's always like someone said, well, it's sort of expected of you. You can make the leak, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that um, seeing what this character becomes is part of the fun of Star Wars.
2: Yeah, definitely. I just think you know Hayden hasn't been working much in the past decade. Um, you know they brought him back for and for Kenobi. Sorry, um, obviously as I said, we don't know what he's been doing for that. But you know if the company are happy with him and he's doing a great job, then it totally makes sense to use him again for a because of the. Blatant connection between the characters, it just makes story sense for me, yeah. Can't if I give you a does choice, sort of raise
0: the question though of why they didn't bring him in even quickly for, for the sequels because you could almost imagine, you know, Anakin should have turned up at one point to, to tell his grandchildren and some of those force users who could have really used a helping hand.
2: I think that was... I mean, I think because of the chop and changing of the sequel trilogy, especially that third movie where it was a different movie than it, you know, it was, Duel of the Fates, then it became a totally different story altogether. I think um, they probably didn't have time to even think about themselves. Obviously, they didn't bring him in to record a voice, speaking to Rey at the end. Um, I know that the reason why, I think, in The Last Jedi... When we see four scores Yoda, the reason why um Ryan Johnson chose Yoda is because um obviously Alec Guinness was gone um and also Yoda's who who Luke sort of had the, the big connection with in the middle movie in the um original trilogy um so he he just said it made sense more for that um but yeah you hundred percent right you know like if these four scores are around like. Why wouldn't they be involved? Um, but I think, you know, looks like we're going to get our fill now. We've had to wait a bit longer than what we expected. But here we are. Um, here's what I'm going to say, Kat. I'm going to give you two choices, OK? OK. Choice one is that we get, um, we get Force Ghost Anakin having a reconciliation with Ahsoka in a beautiful scene in the Ahsoka series. Or we have the resurrection of Ben Solo in a future Star Wars movie. You pick. Only only pick one.
0: Option two. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Ahsoka.
1: Option two.
2: Oh, dear. No, it's a, it's a hard choice. It is a hard choice. I just like putting the pressure on people. Well, hard choice for us. It obviously wasn't a hard choice, okay? Uh, <laughs> but no. Um, moving on from that, um, I did see... We haven't spoken about this uh, off-air, but I did see Bill Burr speaking about the possibility of returning as um, Mix Mayfield in Mandalorian Season 3. And he just said that he would love to reprise the role. Um I think that's a really cool thing. I think, obviously, you know, he was, I hated his character when he first debuted, but I think that was the whole point. And obviously, we got that character depth and development in his backstory in season two. And then, obviously, you know, they set him free to sort of do his own business now. So I would love to see him come back in and help out where he's needed um, in the season three of The Mandalorian. I think Bill did a great job um, of, A, portraying a sort of A-hole character. And then also, did a great job of Making us really feel for him in that season two when they when they put a bit more meat on his bones, and they develop the character a bit. Um, you guys up for seeing more Bill Burn Mandalorian?
3: Yeah, I, I I have to admit, um, because I saw the statement where he sort of said I can either confirm or deny. Um, he said that they'd kill him if he announced whether he was in it or not. Um, he's a character that I think. Especially now with, obviously, um, Gina Carano sort of out of the fold for a bit. Um, He's a character that I can see them revisiting. And like you say, he's now got this thing that, obviously, the the Mando and um, everyone sort of really helped him to escape and, you know, gave him a second chance. Um, So it sort of seems likely that he's going to come back to help Mando at some point, you know, now that he's had his almost like redemption.
0: I'm totally up for that because I think what his character really showed was there were good people working for the Empire. You know, the Empire wasn't just all these bad grand moths and admirals. There were just general normal people working for the Empire, trying to make a living in the in the galaxy. And they got caught up in everything. And you know, it wasn't their fault. They were they might just be administrators and HR and whatever whatever the Empire had. And you know, you can't you can't just you know, blame and label those people for doing their everyday jobs. and it will be it would be really interesting to see you know that kind of character explored more because yeah, you're right. that's that until that moment in season two where he's where he's talking to that that imperial officer, he really was he really was quite hard to like. He was a jerk, to put it mildly. And then you just, you hear this story and you're like, oh my goodness, he went he went through a lot and he's still carrying that trauma, you know, to, to commit that kind of revenge. And that would be really, really interesting to see in a, in a Star Wars uh, story, in a Star Wars way.
2: Definitely. Um, moving on from TV shows and Disney Plus, um, my favorite thing at the moment, is, of course, the uh, the Hasbro Pulse HasLab um, Rancor. So they've released the Black Series Rancor. So this is the Rancor in scale to the 6-inch figure line. Um, so they've finally announced it. It's finally gone up. Um, it ends in 30 days. It needs it 9,000 backers to get made. It's currently at 5,550, so it's more than halfway there. Um, did you guys see this go live? And have you been tempted to bite the bullet on it?
1: I,
3: I saw it go live and I was like, yeah, I can't afford that. I haven't got room for it. And so I've resisted. Um, but it's great to see this sort of project taking off again. Um, you Know, I'm pretty, I'm almost 100% certain that it's gonna get backed, and because um, I think they've released. Have they, have they shown one of the first options to go live with it as well? Did I see?
2: Yes, you have, so I'll talk through that. So, obviously, they announced the Rancor, um, they announced that it needs 9,000 backers. um, it's £329.99, um, it's a limit of five per customer. Um, and then they announced, when it first got released, they announced that it had um, like four unlocks. So there was an unlock for 11,000, an unlock for 13,500. And then tier three and tier four have not been announced yet, as opposed to numbers. Um, and then just yesterday, during a HasLab live stream, they announced that the um, the tier one, which is 11,000 backers, so essentially it hits 9,000 backers, which is 9,000 people paying the price unlocks the actual product to get made and then if it's 11,000 then they will add this product into it for free Um and it is a Gamorrean guard that is on the original Power of the Force card with the coin from Return of the Jedi um, so this got a bit of um, I mean the figure looks, the, the card looks fantastic, the coin looks fantastic the Gamorrean guard looks fantastic um, it is obviously a repack of the Gamorrean guard and we've had two in the Black Series line so far um, so there was quite a few people on social media, sort of saying, you know, this, this isn't the one to announce to sort of get people to back it. Some people upset. Um, for me, I think the figure looks really cool. Um, for me, I think you know it's already halfway there with thirty days left, so I think it's definitely going to get backed. Um, could the event be something a bit more exciting? The figure figure line wise, I think yes. Um, you know, people are crying out for um, is it Malachi the um, yeah the Yeah. goalkeeper. And Ula, the dancer, uh, were two that don't have figures at all in the nine in, in the six inch line. Um, but who's to say they are oncoming? coming? Like I said there's three more tiers to be announced, um, so like we will see. Um, so I wasn't too bothered. Like I wasn't upset. I was. I said I think the Gomorian God looks really cool. The packaging looks cool. The coin looks really cool. Um, so I'm quite happy. I've already backed it. Um, you know, hopefully we we'll get Malachi and Ula and some of the later tiers. Um, but yeah so that, that's where we stand with that at the minute um, so I've backed it, I'm tempted to back it again Um, just because I don't know I just feel like you know once this once this ends you won't be able to buy it so I, I, I don't know maybe you want to open and want to keep in box especially when you look at that the quality of the card and the design on this um Gamorian God that comes with it like I would love to open one but if I only had one I'd probably want to keep it mint on card. So if I get two, then keep one mint on card and open one, um, which, you know, the wife probably will disagree with. So I need to <laughs> have a long, hard thing about that. Um, but it, it, yeah, I, I'm quite happy with it so far. As I said they could, they could have picked a better thing for the tier one unlock, but, but it's not too bad. And I think like, as it goes on, I think I'm, I trust them for tier two, tier three, and tier four to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all on board with it. It's the first time I've backed something on Hasbro Pulse. Um, the Haslabs, I wish I'd done the Barge and I wish I'd done the Razor quest. And, like, obviously I had real FOMO afterwards, like, after I missed out on them. So this is why this time I've just backed it. And then that way I know I can't miss out.
3: Were you tempted at all, Cat?
0: No, like I said, I think previously, I can't believe that Haslab keep doing... These big, massive, expensive projects of ships and aliens that get either blown up or die or very little screen time. (laughs) All all of them. (laughs) So, no, I'm not going to be spending that that amount of money on something that, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't get enough screen time.
3: (laughs) Yeah. No, I can completely relate to that. Um, I do, like you were saying though, Pete, uh, I think they'd be foolish if they don't release a Malachi figure to go with the Rancor. Um, and I, I can see why people be, if they want to get the numbers up for people signing up to it, that would have been the one to release first so that people were enticed by it. Um, but maybe they're hoping announce it later on and they'll get a mad rush of people going for it.
2: But well, here's the thing, I mean, you could literally, you could announce, like, it could be like five days left to go and they could announce like a fifth tier or like, or say if they haven't released a tier four yet, release something really awesome and then everyone would just flock and buy it. So, for me, it's like, it's halfway there with 30 days left. I think it's definitely going to get back to the nine thousand. I think if you're worried about it hitting the later numbers, then that's when you sort of you save the big guns till later on.
3: Yeah, I suppose.
2: Because I've backed it, which means that I don't miss out. Means like, if, if people decide to back it later, they unlock more stuff. Then I still get that stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it's I think it's well on the way. Because people say like, oh, it won't get back down. Like, well, it's halfway there. with thirty days left. Like, yes, people are waiting to see what the other unlocks are, but once they see them, they'll back it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think if it was like only a couple of hundred and backed it so far, then yes, you got big problems. But I think, I think you know, you're, you're halfway there. But I mean, it, I said if they had it led with something better than the Gamorian guard, like I said, they if you look at um, has Pulse Haslab have also just dropped the um, the Egon Egon Spengler proton pack that's like hit its back within like three days. <laughs> Obviously, Process is going wild the with a new movie coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, but, but it goes to show that if you release the right stuff with it, you can get it back straight away. This one, obviously, you know, it's well on the way, but it's not quite backed yet. But, you know, they're going to have to release some some more stuff down the line to really sort of get them excited about it to get those you know, those final 3,500 backers. Um, to a, get it made, and then also the extra backers, another 3,000 to get the extras all added on. But as I said, once they... I guarantee once they announce Ula and Malachi, like, it'll hit fifteen thousand, no problem um <laughs> like once once people know that and i think the has good thing is that, how to that,
0: market something at the end of the day
2: yeah so has i know not can drop that whenever like the good drop that with 10 days to go if it's if like oh we need a little put we need a push here okay and that will that. create the
0: massive fomo and get people buying it absolutely
2: yeah, definitely so i think um yeah i'm, I'm excited you know what i think i spoke about before how excited i am about the rancor um yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, speaking of Rancor, um, Jason has been a lot sort of more. Um, is it what bring the bounty home? Announcers? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, oh, you caught me off guard there. I'm gonna have to quickly look it up. Um, I think you and I were discussing off air um, that a lot of the stuff that they've been announcing on the bring home the bounty this time. Uh, seems to be stuff that we we're already aware of. Uh, so, I'm just trying to find what the latest ones are. Uh, but there's there's so much stuff. Um, you know, Christmas is getting closer and closer, and so many different things are coming out. Um, I think next week with the Disney Plus day we could well see more stuff coming relating to um, the Book of Boba Fett and stuff like that. Uh, but we're, time will tell. I'm just looking at week three. I don't think we looked at that one. Nothing, nothing overly exciting. Um, a lot of figures there. Um, there is the, Dr. Squatch, the Dr. Squatch Star Wars soap collection. Always, always something fun if you want a bar of soap with Yoda on it. There you go, those
0: stocking got... fillers sorted.
3: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Might actually get the kids to have a bath. Uh, where are we to? Week four. And then get exciting on this one. Do, do, do. Oh, we got a. We got the book of Boba Fett Bitty Boomer's Bluetooth speaker. That looks quite cool, actually. So it's basically a, a Boba Fett shaped Bluetooth speaker. Um, we got some her that is that her universe that no, it's the heroes and villain Ahsoka hoodie. That looks quite cool. Um, as uh, they've um, they've done the Black Series. Characters from the Clone Wars, which have already sort of been announced. So you've got Mace Windu, General Grievous there. I have to admit, they do look pretty cool, those figures. Um, and there's a certain Lego kit that we were talking about earlier, Pete. Um, the Jewel of Mandalore. Um, so you've got Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul there. That's quite a cool looking kit. Uh, actually, that week four's got um, also got the Bad Batch Attack Shuttle, which is the LEGO Star Wars kit, which I can thoroughly recommend. Love building that one. And then the Mandalorian Starfighter, which is on my list to hopefully acquire. Uh, but yeah, there's not a huge. It, It's sort of fizzled out. It'll be interesting to see what comes over the next few weeks as we get closer and closer to Christmas. And then, obviously, because it carries on after Christmas, heading towards January. So, yeah.
0: If you remember with The Mandalorian, most of the matching merchandise came after the show because a lot of it was really spoilery. So they might be doing the same with The Book of Boba Fett.
2: I had this thought just the other day that I'm surprised we haven't had it yet, but we haven't had a um, a dark trooper released in the Black Series line. That would be a fantastic figure. I think the, the dark troopers from Mandalorian season finale, I think I think would be a fantastic Black Series figure.
3: It would be. Yeah, fun. I would have thought that's got to be on its way at some point.
2: But I mean they haven't even given us like Ray with the yellow lightsaber yet or, or good guy Ben Solo. I haven't either.
0: given
3: us Ben either. Ugh. Yep. So I, I'm not answering that one.
2: I just think there's a lot of figures there that like they haven't done. And then like repacking like battle droids and Jar Jar Binkses and stuff. Um, and it's like, you know, like give us give us some new figures. Um you know, they announced Cobb Vanth. We're getting Cobb Vanth as a deluxe figure. Um, but yeah, like I mean, things like the the Dark Trooper are, are like so iconic like, that they make a fantastic figure. Plus, I mean, kids would buy loads of them to build the army. they will be army yeah. builders. So there's mon- if the money's on the table just to take. Um stuff so like much. that, I think you could do Ben and Ray as a double pack, where you get Ray as a Jedi Knight with the yellow lightsaber, and then Ben with the black jumper. And the blue saber you could do that as a double pack um
0: i would buy four of them
2: i was gonna say cat would probably buy up the
3: entire hasbro stock
2: so there's still room there for new figures that like they haven't announced um
0: i yeah. think there's a lot that they um, could do to move from that some um, obviously next weekend...
2: say that again sorry cat
0: there's definitely a lot of fresh material that they could inject into the line it does feel a bit... It's got a bit of a re, the re-release bug, uh, a bit like sometimes the Lego Star Wars. And there are so many Star Wars characters that it can be a bit annoying when they just repackage and re-release the same ones.
2: Definitely. So 100% if it's on the head there, so, someone who collects the black series and has invested quite a bit of money in it with, um, I definitely feel like that. Um, and yes, we do get some really cool figures. But... As I've just now I've just known off the top of my head there figures that we don't have yet. And you're right, we are getting a lot of repacks. Um and when you look at what Hasbro, the same company, are doing with their Marvel Legends line, where they are giving us like every different type of figure you could want as a as a collector and as a kid wanting to play with them. Um they're doing it right in that line. So they just need to do the same in this line. Um but they don't seem to be doing that for whatever reason. Um, so so yeah so that, that, that's where that was it um, moving on from that obviously next weekend um, which is I think the Saturday is the 13th Sunday is the 14th that's um, right. MC, MCM Birmingham Comic Con um, does that start on the Friday Jason?
3: Uh, no this one uh, Birmingham starts on the Saturday uh, I know the London one was Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, but this one's only a 2 dayer
2: So it starts on the 13th and runs to the 14th. Yeah. Obviously, um, Jedi News are going ha- to be there in Force. Oh, yes. What are you looking forward to most about, about going to MCM Comic Con?
3: Getting back together with the gang. Um, it's going to be... It's been a long time. Uh, I think it'll be the first time we all actually get together at the same time, isn't it, Kat?
0: Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen each other physically since, I think, 2019.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the last time I saw you would have been... The first time I saw you up at the Rise of Skywalker.
0: (laughs) The first time and the last time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a way to meet. (laughs) But yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back together with the Jedi news gang. I'm looking forward to seeing all the excellent Star Wars cosplayers, um, and I'm certain that there's going to be a certain couple of stormtroopers and Jawas that are going to cause absolute chaos. Um, I'm also looking forward to catching up with the guys from the Silver Sabres um, because I know they're going to be doing their demonstrations and everything there. So um, we're going to have to get Cat in the arena with them having a go on the lightsaber. Uh, we'll try and catch that on film. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh i'm not taking my lightsaber
3: this year no, no 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 they've got one you can borrow don't worry
0: bye i'm not taking any spending money either
3: no no i, I said it's borrow budget. not buy <laughs> 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 in fact if i if i can i'm almost tempted to take my lightsaber with me so but i'd, I'd like to have a proper go with it but um yeah, but it's it's just going to be really good to get back into the Comic-Con sort of environment. They've got some really excellent guests. I don't know if we're going to be able to get round to see any of them. I haven't booked anything yet. Um, I think we're all going on the Saturday and Ian McDermott's not there till the Sunday, so I think we're going to miss that. Um, Hayden Christensen, I think, is there both days. Uh, Brian Herring's there. Um, which is someone I'd like to catch up with. Um, who else? Uh, Matthew, who else? Wood. Matthew Woods. Matthew uh, Wood. There, that'd be someone quite interesting, um, especially obviously with the part that he played in the end of the Mandalorian series. Um, but yeah, no, there's, so there's plenty going on there. As I say, it's always good fun to see the UKG guys. Um, I've got a feeling Tramp's gonna be there with his weapons of mass destruction, so uh, uh, we normally have a good bit of banter with him. And well it's just it's just gonna be good to get back into that environment and obviously going around looking at the stalls, maybe maybe picking up some bargains, you know, uh, see what happens really.
2: Cathy, you got any plans to sort of get any singer chats or meet up with any of the guests?
0: Um, not currently. I am thinking of maybe booking an autograph or two. That is one thing I do love about Comic-Con is the chance to get autographs. Um, there's also some interesting panels going on, which I, I don't know. I, I always go into sort of Comic-Con with like no plans and I make it up on the spot very spontaneously. Which is probably not the way to do it. Don't don't do it like I do it. That's just the way I comic con.
3: Yeah, I have to admit, I pretty much go the same. Way. Well, normally I'm being dragged around by Steve and James. You know, they. But I think I'm taking the camera, so I'll be slapping away. Um, so that'll keep me busy in itself. Um, but I'm just looking forward to seeing what they got going up there. Obviously, there's a reduced numbers. I see they announced yesterday that it is completely sold out and there'll be no tickets for sale on the door. Um, So anyone who's got their tickets is pretty lucky for this
2: one. And what have they got in regards to COVID protocol?
0: You have to have a COVID passport (laughs) or a, a negative lateral flow test. And there will be masks required in some areas, particularly with the guests. But I don't believe they're mandatory all of the time.
3: No, that's. What I was going to say I saw some photographs from the London Comic Con. Um, I saw it was quite relaxed, um, but I did notice that it was visibly a lot more spaced out. Um, I know for a fact that they've reduced the numbers on, um, like the, uh, cosplayers that are attending, uh, you know, like the likes of UKG and that sort of thing, which because it's just getting so many of them into one space, you just haven't got the movement of that, uh, um, which is sad in some ways, but at the same time, you know, we're still in this time where we have got to try and protect everyone.
2: Yeah, definitely going into the winter. I think obviously we, we don't know what it's going to be like. Are we going to get another sort of surge of COVID? And we need to be careful because we don't know what it's going to look like. Um, it could get bad. It might not. Hopefully, it doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally get the caution side of it. As um, someone who's just traveled recently out the country and back in the country, it, you know, as long as you've got the right documentation, it's you can get in and out pretty, pretty fine. Um, so it'll be the same here. You know, if you've got the right documentation getting in, You'll be fine. Obviously, have your face mask ready for the areas, and you wear it at. Um, it should be a good experience. Um, yeah,
3: I, I've got a nice new face mask. I don't can't the design, so I'm looking forward to that. Is it
2: Star I approve because it's
0: got Kylo Ren on it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that's the only downside. It is Star Wars related. Um, it's also Queen related, so um, yeah, it's a pretty cool face mask.
2: You have to uh, share a pitch on social media when you've got it on, and uh, yeah. the guys can check it out. Definitely. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. Next time we record, you just can tell us all about how good Comic Con was.
3: Yeah, we might have to. We might have to try and give you a call at some point whilst we're there over the weekend, Pete.
2: Definitely. So I'm actually in Sheffield for like a winter market, but um, definitely yeah. Give us a give us an update, 100. <laughs> I think yeah. that brings sort of a, an end to sort of our talking points for this week. Um, is there anything you want to add on anything we've been talking about today, Jason, or anything we haven't touched on that you want to touch upon? Um, no, I don't think so. There's
3: loads of rumours floating around at the moment, and it's hard to keep track of everything. Um, I did see another one today that they reckon there's a, a fourth film that no one's um, talked about yet going into pre-production. But again, that's just a rumour. Obviously, next week, Disney Plus Day, keep a look out. I think we're going to find little bits dropped about all of next year's upcoming events. Uh, That, for me, is probably one of the most exciting days. I'm just hoping it's not going to be a a letdown. Yeah,
2: I mean, what, you mean Disney Plus Day don't want to be let down?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I hope we get the the answers we're all hoping for.
2: Well, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of shows that have just wrapped shooting, Andor, Kenobi. Um, so, you know, there's going to be f- stuff from that to show. Um, there's also shows like Ready to Start Shooting Soon, like, um, you know, Ahsoka, uh, Mandalorian Season 3. So I think there's a lot of room for, like, showing the pre-production stuff there's stuff to show uh, actual footage um so I think, I think they've got a lot of stuff to choose from which i think is a, a good thing um i think it's gonna be quite a good quite a good reveal i hope um star wars wise um just obviously you mentioned that rumor so that uh, is that a project we haven't been talking about before so it's not yeah. not not rogue squadron and um not the taika Waititi movie
3: yep yeah, it's a brand new no one knows anything about it um uh, but they, there's rumours that it's in the
2: works. Hmm. And no rumours are who's who's in control of the project or anything?
3: No, that's why I'm sort of taking it with a pinch of salt. Um, it's just one of those things, but they're saying that there is a fourth one that no one sort of knows about. Obviously, there's been whispers that there was going to be a, a trilogy following on from The Rise of Skywalker, um, but... Uh, whether that'll ever happen, who knows?
2: Maybe it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger Star Wars movie. Yeah, it could be Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I you know I wouldn't mind either of those. I think they could <laughs> I love Schwarzenegger, I love the rock, definitely. I'll, them. I'll be back. <laughs> no, <I> <laughs> um was it again from um kindergarten cop? Put the ferret down! <laughs> yeah,
3: definitely. Oh dear! As someone who used to keep ferrets as a kid, yeah, I'd love to see ferrets in um, Star Wars.
0: We need more animals in Star Wars, per se. I'm all for. I'm all for. I, that's what I actually love about so one thing from the High Republic is there's Ember, the Char Hound, and she is such a loyal dog to the Jedi. And being a dog owner myself, I just love Ember.
2: So, i think i've just i'm actually reading star wars books at the minute finally so i'm reading light of the jedi and i've just got the bit where um the chasing the uh the nile on them steelies and that's when that dog comes to save them isn't it is that right
0: that that's the scene yeah that's when ember makes her mighty appearance and she is awesome
2: yeah I, I really really dig that chapter um i'm hoping to finish that book in the next couple of days fingers crossed um Cat, is there anything you want to talk about? Any closing thoughts on anything we've discussed or anything that we haven't discussed that you want to touch upon?
0: No, I think I'm just excited for sort of the wrapping up of the year. We've got Book of, of Fett to look forward to. And I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing and meeting Star Wars and Marvel fans next week at Comic Con. It will be really nice to to have some normality again.
3: Yeah, well, I'm hoping we're going to have some sort of some way of people recognising us as Jedi News crew so if anyone does spot us please give us a shout out and let us know that you listen to the podcast because that would be really great if you happen to be there
0: Absolutely, I agree I will be going around as Sylvie from the Loki series so if you spot, if you spot a Sylvie cosplayer it might just be me
2: I wish I was going. Uh, I can't wait to check out all the cosplays. And, uh, it'll be great to catch up with you guys in person, but hopefully maybe at a con next year we are gonna all get together.
3: Definitely, definitely. We're going to have to work that out for
2: sure. 100%, 100%. Um, Jason, to wrap it all up, where can the people find you on social media? Oh, I'm prepared this week. It's at Hondoling
3: on Twitter. Um, um, that's probably the best place to touch down with me.
2: And Kat, where can the lovely listeners find you on social media?
0: I'm Kat Kylo, both with K's on Twitter. Always happy to speak about Star Wars on Kylo Ren.
2: Especially Kylo Ren. <clears throat> both,
0: but yeah, especially <laughs> Kylo Ren.
2: And obviously, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. At Starboards Podcast. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at Boars Star. So it's just Starboards Reversed. Um, thank you very much, guys, for joining me today. Um, listeners, thank you very much for listening in. May the force be with you all. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club.
1: Hello Star Wars listeners, this
0: is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of The Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Dart which is a Star Wars inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Dart today shout
1: we've got your pigs
3: were any of the critters harmed what did you do
2: now
1: i didn't do anything i just freaked out for no reason it was nice doing business with you again maybe next time we could deliver something less uh, temperamental
3: (laughs) now what you call temperamental i call fun
1: hey is there a place nearby where i can make some repairs
3: uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big.
1: Dynamic class! My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a
2: hover cart we can use to load
1: up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector.
2: My name is Sereth Korn. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages out of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone.
1: I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with.
2: Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Patu to expect you in the next cycle or so.
1: You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it?
2: Uh, perhaps, though, once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope.
1: Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can.
3: Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one.
1: Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon.